0: Hey everyone, welcome to this week's episode on The Daily Dirt. Today is October 5th, which marks National Teacher Day in the National Day calendar. I decided that I wanted to put a little bit of a twist on this day. Instead of National Teacher Day, I was going to interview an ag teacher. For this interview, I had the privilege of meeting with Ms. Brenda Smith, a well-known name in the Norman FFA community. In this interview, Brenda and I talked about all things ag teacher, national FFA, and FFA member related. If you'd like to hear more about this, keep listening as we played this week's episode of The Daily Dirt. Okay, so to get started, if you just want to go ahead and introduce yourself to everybody, who you are, where you're from. Okay,
1: I'm Brenda Smith, and I'm from Jamesport, Missouri.
0: Awesome. Okay, so we're just going to jump right in with the questions then. Um... How many years did you teach throughout your whole career?
1: I taught 29 years, and all of them was at Norburn, Missouri.
0: Norburn, Missouri, and you were an ag teacher for all of those years, correct?
1: Yes, I was ag teacher all 29 years.
0: Awesome. So, did you ever consider any other career options before becoming an ag teacher?
1: Well, you know, back in... Back in 1981, when I started teaching ag at Norburn, before that, when I was in college, actually, I went to college and going to be a home ec teacher. But I knew when I went to college, that's not what I wanted to do because I'd always wanted to be in ag. So uh, after one semester, I, I switched my major and majored in ag and then went into ag education. It was pretty tough back in the 70s to... Uh, Going to ag education as a female.
0: Yeah. So did you have any prior ag experience in your background? Did your family farm? What kind of operation did you guys run?
1: Okay. I, I, I was born and raised in Jamesport on a, on a working farm. My dad always raised uh, cattle, and we showed lots of hogs. We had cat, uh, horses. Okay. And my dad also raised soybeans, corn. We baled a lot of hay in the summer. Um, you know, it was an active farm. I worked every day on the farm, and that's really the only thing I ever knew when I was in high school and, and grade school. We worked on the farm every day.
0: Yeah, so mentioning your family farm background, is there a reason that you wanted to become an ag teacher? Did it have anything to do with your history growing up on the farm, or was it something else that drove the passion behind becoming an ag teacher? Well,
1: I would say it's just a I always wanted to be in, in ag, and uh, what better way than to teach ag to the, young, you know, young people,
0: Absolutely. and I thought,
1: well, I might as well just go into ag education, yeah. and do what I love.
0: Definitely. So, was there any moment that would be your favorite moment of being an ag teacher?
1: Every day was a, a great day, because, first of all, if you love what you're doing, it's really not a job. Right. And, um you know, I had challenges. Don't, don't get me wrong. I definitely had challenges because everyone does. But, but if you love what you're doing, um, it was very re- rewarding.
0: Right. So on your challenges aspect, would you mind going into depth on what some of those challenges were?
1: Well, first of all, just being a female, um, back in, in the day when I was in college, you know, and thinking about going into education, I know my dad, he was on the school board here James Ford, he'd been on the school board for 27 years. And
0: mm-hmm.
1: he said to me, first of all, Brenda, no one's going to hire a female act teacher. Oh, and yeah. I said, well, I'm going to prove you wrong. And I know the reason he told me that was, was a challenge. Right. He wanted to challenge me to work that much harder to make sure I got a school. So I did. And uh, in 1981, I didn't have a school when school started in August. Oh wow! And about uh, I had an interview with Norburn, and two weeks later, I mean, you know, school had been in session for two weeks, and then I got my job. So I think it was one of the first ag teachers that was female in the state of reserve. Wow. So, so that was a big challenge right there.
0: So was that your main reason for choosing Norburn to be a teacher at, or was there another reason that drew you to Norburn?
1: The only reason that drew me to Norborne was because that was the only school that had an opening. Okay. That was, you know, that ever all the other schools was filled. Norborne had that opening, so I applied, and yep. that's how I got that job. I met a couple of school board members at the state fair when I was there showing hogs, and uh, some of them knew me from from showing hogs, or if they didn't know me, they asked people around about me, and I think that's how I got my interview.
0: Right. Did you have FFA growing up in your high school, or was that before you went to college?
1: Actually, we had FFA and BOAG at Jamesport. It started uh, many years before I was in high school, but the FFA vi- advisor and uh, BOAG teacher, he didn't believe in females being in ag, even though you know the act was passed in 1969 that females could be in ag. Right. Uh, he didn't. He didn't allow females in that class. Nobody pushed him because he started the program and everyone had so much respect for him right. that uh, you know it wasn't possible.
0: So you never got the opportunity to be in an ag class when you were in no. high school.
1: Oh, no, wow. I never did.
0: So did that have a big influence on your your ability to try to include females in your ag program here at Norburn?
1: Well, yes, yes, it did because, you know, I didn't have the opportunity and I wanted to make sure that females were allowed to be in that program. Of course, there was already females in the program when I went to Norbert. Right. Not very many, but a few.
0: What would you say, other than the female-to-male ratio within ag classes, what would you say has been the biggest change with the ag programs nowadays versus back when you were in high school?
1: Well, when I... When I was in high school, most students that were in AG, you know, of course they were all boys, but they were farm kids, you know, right. they they were raised on the farm and there were so many more students at that time that were from a farm and uh today, well, I know back when I retired in 2010, there wasn't that many farm kids in the program. Yeah. It was, you know, it was it was rural students, but they weren't actually from a working farm.
0: Yeah. So, on that note, there's been a lot of controversy lately on, should FFA be more exclusive to only farm kids, or should it be more involved with, no matter what your background is in the agriculture industry, we should still involve you in this program. What's your opinion on that?
1: Oh, I think it should be open to everyone. Okay. I mean, you know, you talk to people, if you go to the cities, they have no idea where, uh, food products come from right they really don't I think it comes from the grocery store I think everyone needs to be educated on on uh, where their food products come from and not only that but everything involved in agriculture most right. people don't have a clue what's going on out here in the rural America
0: I definitely agree with that do you think that there's one more influential part of educating others on that issue versus the other or like what would you say is the most influential Tactic for influencing others on that?
1: I think it really needs to start, you know, from the time uh, a child is in preschool all the way through. They need to be educated about uh, farming and agriculture all the way through, not just when they start in you know, being a freshman in high school or junior high. Absolutely. They need that from day one.
0: So you think we should start incorporating this into our educational system pre K through 12, not just in high school ag classes?
1: Yes, I I honestly think, you know, the junior high and uh, high school ag classes should work with those preschool and
0: grade school teachers all the time uh, trying to educate those kids. Awesome, okay. So do you have any advice for, I know we just talked about having it pre-K through 12, but as of now we don't really implement that into our elementary age children's school curriculum. So for students who are junior high to high school age, do you have any advice for them who are thinking about joining FFA or maybe they're already involved in FFA? What would be your biggest piece of advice towards them? Make sure
1: they enroll in ag education and join the FFA chapter when they become a freshman in high school is what I would encourage. And as an FFA advisor, you need to make sure that they do enroll.
0: Absolutely. I know that's a really big problem right now we're facing with membership rates within the FFA program. How would you advocate for this issue? What would you say is the most influential way of getting members to join? Because for right now, you can't just go tell a member to join and they're encouraged to join. How would you get a member to join that has no idea what an ag class is?
1: Well, you'd have to demonstrate or, or show them why they need to be in ag. You know, right, I have some yeah. activities um, that's what I'd recommend. Make sure that they're aware of what goes on in that ag class, and the things that that's the opportunities that's available for them. You know, when I was teaching ag, so many of those kids kids hadn't really traveled very much. I had one young lady that had never even stayed in a hotel before, yeah. and it was just amazing for her to be able to go and stay in a motel. She didn't even go to bed that night because. She was so impressed being able to just stay in a hotel.
0: That's crazy. It was, uh,
1: yeah, it was. I just couldn't imagine. But, um, you know, I I just think you got to get them involved. You got to show them what's going on in the ag program and in the FFA.
0: Absolutely. So all of the ag teacher shortages that we were facing at the beginning of the school year, what would you say? I know. I know you're not in this industry anymore, so you might not have an inside scoop on it. But from an outside perspective, you used to be in this industry. What would you say is the reason for this shortage?
1: What's going on in the world today? Because I think a lot of people don't want to go into education simply because of what's happening in our world. Can, Politically.
0: You go, can you go in a little more depth on that, if you don't mind?
1: Mm, I really hate to say too much, but, um, I, you know, there's just so many things that, so many uh, school districts are trying to incorporate into their programs that I think a lot of young people probably wouldn't be encouraged to go into education because of that. Absolutely, um, that would be what I would say.
0: I could, um, I could definitely see it's, that. You
1: know, it's just, you know, it's just there's too much, too much uh, political things going on, and they're wanting to teach certain things anymore, and think you need to get back to the basics of course in FFA and VOAG or ag education you do but um it'd be tough as a young person to go into education right now but I would encourage them to if they really have their heart set on that because it's very rewarding
0: absolutely in the long run definitely do you have any advice for an ag teacher who might be in that situation currently who is struggling with the motivation to keep teaching
1: Advice for one that's needing encouragement. Oh, boy. Um, You know, they just, they got to do what their heart tells them to do, first of all. But, uh, you know, there's times when when I was teaching, you know, you kind of get discouraged. But you just got to kind of slap yourself in the face and go ahead because it's so rewarding in the long run to see what your students have accomplished. And they need to kind of look at that and look down the road instead of just look right at today right? because uh, there's so many things that's available for these kids anymore and as a teacher you can push them towards some of those goals that they want to reach
0: definitely um as a teacher was there one core memory that you have that really stood out in your ag teaching experience that was kind of a highlight of your whole career
1: Mm, i guess probably seeing seeing some of my students um well, I had lots of students that really excelled, you know, on the national level. Right. And to think that uh, I had students coming from a small community of, at Norburn with a population of probably about 800 being able to compete on the national level and, and be national winners and maybe even go to Costa Rica with a national FFA. But yet, on the other hand, you got to think about the other students. I had special ed students that, I mean, it was It made my heart just, I was so happy when you could see those special ed students stand up in front of their class and recite the FFA creed, because they worked their hearts out on that creed, and they got up there and said that creed, and that was a highlight too. It really was.
0: Definitely. What would you say is the main thing that goes into a national winner, if anything? Do you think there's one thing that stands out? Maybe a work ethic, a drive, a passion?
1: oh they definitely have to have a work ethic they really do they they have to know what responsibility is they have to be dedicated to their SAE they got to have parents that support them and if they don't have parents they got to have the ag teacher pushing them even more um they have to have determination they really do
0: I agree so is there anything else that you would like to add on to this interview that you would want people to know who are maybe thinking about this career currently in this career or maybe an f f a student
1: mm-hmm. you know I look back and I really love my my job as teaching ag and uh, being an f f a advisor it just it was very rewarding, and I would do it again today if if I was at that age when you started, I definitely would because I had many uh, goals for myself that I reached through my students. My gosh, they just—I—I I was very blessed to be in such a good community. Though I will say that because Norborne was a wonderful community to start at and to a- end at, because the parents supported you, the school supported you, the school board supported you. You know, it was just a good rural farming community.
0: Yes. I think I think that's one thing I appreciate most about where I grew up in the FFA chapter I'm in is we are so farm-based and family generational farming-based that everyone really seems to get it.
1: Yeah, and that, that's where the backbone of it all is, right there.
0: Yes, absolutely. So, the big question, what's retired life like? What do you do now?
1: Retirement? I don't really know what retirement is. I mean, it seems like I'm busier now than I was when I was teaching, but... I don't have to go to school every day. I guess that would be one thing, but I do work at the Tri County Weekly newspaper uh, part time. I live on the farm. I raise uh, German Shepherd dogs. I have corn and soybeans and busy all the time. I enjoy every day of my life because I'm blessed to be here. So, uh, but I do miss, I do miss uh, the students and I miss the parents and the teachers that I worked with every day at school.
0: Thank you for joining me this week as I talked with Miss Brenda Smith about all things ag teacher, FFA, and national FFA related. It was so cool for me to hear Brenda's perspective on becoming an ag teacher as a female in the industry, along with hearing about all of her FFA ag teaching experiences. Join me next week for another episode on The Daily Dirt.